0: Shri Gauri Vaishnava Guru Parā ki jai. jai. Shri Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupāda Vibhābhābhāmaṁ sapatiti ki jai. jai. Shri Nandotipa ki jai. jai. Gaur Bhaktavrinda ki jai. jai. Bodhpremanande. Jai. So good morning everyone. Today we celebrate uh, the appearance of Śrīla Prabhupāda who... Um, did such uh, groundbreaking work for our lineage to make these teachings of Chaitanya Vaishnavism uh, available to the world beyond the uh, borders of India and, in many respects, within India, also brought um, um, the teachings to many, many people. Paschacha Prachatarine. Mm. Today is also the, what's called the Nandotsava, or the festival of Nanda Maharaj. As you heard, we heard last night, Nanda Maharaj was the middle son of Parjanya uh, and uh, became the, the king of the cowherds. And uh, we talked a little bit uh, with the limited time that was available about the birth of Krishna in Vrindavan, I thought we should do a little more justice to that. Um, and this, this morning, hmm, this was the, the day then, after the midnight appearance of Krishna, where it could actually be celebrated in the Braj hmm? Not that everybody was up at midnight and uh, knowing that Yashoda would suddenly go into labor and so forth. Hmm? Nanda Maharaj was in the cow shed hmm? when a, nursemaid came bearing fruits and flowers. It was kind of a symbolic uh, or sign language way of saying, a son has been born. He saw her and he saw the, her, um, the bouquet and the fruits in her hand and the uh, joy himself, Nanda Maharaj, became joyful. Hmm? Because that was the only... Anxiety, the only problem in the entirety of the brudge community, the pastoral community hmm, of Krishna's uh, family and friends. Hmm? But was that, that Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda did not have any issue? Who will be the successor? Hmm? Not only that, but uh, family life uh, is, is often... Very much, and more so, perhaps in the past, even about having um, children. So um, everybody in the brudge had children, but the king and queen didn't have any children. Hmm? And as I mentioned, there was a problem every time they thought to conceive, and um, and they became discouraged from it by their um, what came to their mind. Hmm? Each Nanda and Yashoda, the mother and father of Krishna, thought independently of one another without sharing notes, when they thought of conceiving, in their mind came a vision of a child who would be more charming than Narayan. Narayan is God. Narayan has... Uh, he's the God of uh, uh, awe and reverence. He has forearms. It, it's just like when your mother says and you a young girl pulling on her on her sari, her dress I want this, I want that she's washing the dishes and says what do you think, I have four arms something. you have to wait for things to be done hmm. so <laughs> so who has four arms, this is God hmm? um, you can imagine if a four armed and very beautiful person walked in how we would respond with some awe and uh, reverence. We might not feel that we could get too close but and be inspired in some in some way. So, in the brudge, in Vrindavan, they all worship Narayan. They're very religious people. Hmm? It's a beautiful thing about the pastoral of Krishna. As Krishna is understood to be Swayam Bhagavan, the fountainhead of all avatars and all expansions of the Godhead, that expand for the purpose of uh, responding hmm, to the love of his devotees, which is varied. hmm? So the very sentiments of love, like we've spoken about, there's love in servitude, love in fraternity, love uh, parental love, uh, and uh, romantic love, for example. And within this there are so many um, variations nuances as well. Hmm? There, there in, within, for example, the serv- servitude, there is the servitude in the Braj is a ter- certain type of servitude. It's very different than the servitude or dasya in Vaikuntha. Hmm? There in the Braj the servants are servants in the context of the leela, because Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda are the king and queen of Vrindavan, and so they have some house servants and assistants and so forth. So this is their, hmm, their kind of life, if you will. Hmm. And um, and their servitude is tinged with friendship. As Brahma said, This comes in a very important part of the Bhagavatam, Brahma's prayers, the whole siddhanta of... Gaudi Vaishnavism is found there. That's in the Sakiras, the center of the Bhagavatam. And he says, oh, this place is so incredible. Mm-hmm. What he saw. Aho bhagyam, aho bhagyam. How lucky, how lucky are the people of, <coughs> of Nandamaraj. Mm-hmm. Because he who is Purna Brahma Sanatanam, the full face of Brahman, the eternal god is appearing here, yan mitram paramanam, as their friend. Hmm? So friendship is the kind of, what pervades hmm, the whole of the uh, the Braj lila in that, for example, as I say, the dasya or servitude there is tinged with friendship. Within the friendship, there are four different types of friendship. There is the friendship of friends who are a little younger. Hmm? There are friends who are a little older. So older friends relate with younger friends differently than younger friends relate with, with uh, friends who are older than them. Hmm? So there's sakya, surit-sakya, hmm? priya-sakha, priyanarma They are the most intimate friends of Krishna in terms of pure fraternal love we're equal in all respects with him. Then there are those priyanarma who are friends of Krishna but they are involved in his romantic affairs hmm? normally friends are not involved in in their friends romantic affairs unless they're very confidential friends hmm? who give them solace when things aren't working out and, uh, and so forth hmm? so if Krishna has certain friends like this so the sakiras extends from servitude all the way through madhurya in some respects hmm? So it pervades the whole land, if you will. And then, of course, there's the madhurya, the romantic love itself that the leela is, is centered on. So as I said the other night, Krishna has three identities. He's the son of Nanda Nishoda. This is a Vatsalya identity. He's the cow coward boy, and he has friends. And he's the lover of Radha. So... Uh, Different types of sentiments. If we move from the leela from the rural district, go across the Jamuna, hmm, to the metropolitan area of of the mandal where Krishna was born in the prison house last night, as we heard, there we find what we, we we find the fraternal, or excuse me, the parental love of his father and mother is tinged with some sense that he's God. He, after all, he appeared there with four arms, hmm? fully helmeted and armored and whatever, ornamented and and so forth so uh, it's, it's uh, not very human like and they if, and you study the Gita, you see they immediately started offering prayers to him and so on and so forth. so they have parental love, but their parental love is weaker hmm? in this sense that when the godhood of Krishna expresses itself. Hmm? because he does something extraordinary. Hmm? Their parental love recedes to the background, and the fact that he's God comes to the foreground, and so they step back, and they have some measure of reverence in their love. Hmm? And in Mathura, sometimes Krishna shows himself as two-handed, sometimes as four-handed. And if you go from Mathura to Dwarka the other holy city in the Golok, uh, the, the Aishwarya, or the, the majesty of the god, is further manifest. So even within krishna Lok, if you will, we have some pure keval, pure prem, hmm, not mixed with any sweet, Madhurya in that sense, sweet, not mixed with any majesty. And then we have regions where there is some measure of majesty and where the majesty may take precedence. And so there are different types of devotees and have different approaches hmm, to the absolute. And he has different faces, therefore, that he responds to their approach in love. So the many faces of Krishna, hmm, who is the source of all these different faces, like one candle lights many candles. hmm. They all give light. They're all important. Still they have um, in origin. And all of them are partial manifestations of himself. So in the Braj Lila, he, he's called Swayam Bhagavan here in the full sense of the term. I mentioned that the term Lila, the word Lila, which means to play, really, is not really used in the in whole sections of the Bhagavatam describing the metropolitan life of Krishna, his princely life. Hmm? Uh, it, it's... Used maybe to say that in a, in, a, in, 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 a, in a slightly in a way that he did it in a playful way, he did something else, like established Dharma, defeated a demon, or something like that. But in Vrindavan, then this term fully applies. There he's only playing. Hmm? And so, in the Braj, again, Krishna's born at midnight, most everyone is asleep, is notified in the morning, hmm? he becomes joyful, and the only anxiety in the whole of the bruj is brought to an end, the anxiety being what, Nanda Maharaj, Jashoda, they don't have a son. Hmm? This is how they're thinking. Hmm? Every time, as I said, they thought of having a son, this vision came in their minds, hmm? of a sun more charming than Narayan. The beauty of the Vrindavan, as I'm explaining in one sense, is that just as every form of the god it is within Krishna, every aspect of religious life and spiritual life can be found there as well and more. Let's take, for example, the idea of the, the Varnashram, Dharma, the socio-religious um, Model of the uh, of the Vedic culture, hmm? while well, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and I mentioned this I think last night in the Bhagavatam, it gives it it makes a very strong it takes a very strong stand on um, its uh, um, um, emphasis on the pursuit of that which transcends the moral life. Altogether, This prema dharma. Not ordinary religious dharma. As I said, the Bhagavatam begins where the Gita leaves off and the Gita says, sarva dharman Prityaja. Give up dharma. Hmm? Give up the moral life. Hmm? And the pursuit of things. Hmm? Asking God for things. That's not a good thing. (laughs) It's not very bright. You're not a thing. So, to ask for things is... is He's like, what? Okay. If you want it, you're going to have things. Hmm. Um, so he have to give that up and just take shelter of me. Do bhakti to me. Hmm. Um, so the Bhagavatam picks up on that. Dharma, projita, kaita, That's how it begins. Saints says same thing. This book is not about dharma that cheats the self out of its prospect. Hmm. It gives it things. Dharma projita, sarva dharma purityaja, projita purityaja, same implication is there. Not only give up religion, but it give up the desire for mukti. Religion is, is a pious way to acquire things, and mukti is a way to get, get away from things. When you realize that things are the problem, I wanted things, I got them, and they broke. I wanted things, I got them, and I'm broke. Hmm? And I still owe for them. <laughs> and they're not doing anything for me anymore. Hmm? I wanted him, Prince Charming, and he turned into a, a couch potato. Oh, yeah. just, like, just like that. Hmm? Or worse. Hmm? Uh, so, there's a group that wants things, hmm? and then there's a group that is wise, wants to get away from things and realizes, I'm not a thing. Hmm? Hmm? When I was a young, young man, and 20 years old or so, I used to live in Santa Cruz Mountains and uh, Boulder Creek. Hmm? And I used to sit and think, what will I do with myself? What will I become? What will I be? And I kept thinking about all these things that I could be and do and so forth... And none of them really, they seemed to have a life that uh, was not enduring. And uh, so I was not satisfied. And so I began to think, who's thinking about being something? Hmm? Who's thinking about being something? Hmm? Why be a thing? Be anything? Hmm? What's thinking about being a thing that's more than a thing itself? Hmm? so I became interested in that (laughs) who is that, what is that, what is the experiencer Hmm? Hmm? things are not experiential in and of themselves, matter is is a non-experiential reality I'm a a unit of experiential reality Hmm? so what will non-experiencing stuff do for me Hmm? I must be different so, the, the, and, the, and the pursuit of spiritual life. And of course, I was fortunate to come in touch with uh, Pujupada Om Pad, A.C. Mukti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, hmm? whose day of appearances today as well. And we're going to talk about that. Hmm? So, in the Gita, Krishna says, give up Dharma and give up this desire for things, and give up the desire also for getting away from things hmm, only, and just being. Hmm? if I can't have it I won't do anything it's something like that It's the difference between karma and gan. in karma we want things if we become wise, gan means knowledge then we think things are a problem so okay, I can't have them it's a problem if I have them my attachment to them is the womb from which suffering is born so I don't want anything, I won't do anything I stand in the corner <laughs> something like that I'll do nothing Hmm? but the dharma the the, the soul has a, a dharma hmm? jaiva dharma what is the natural position of the atma it's a dependent entity hmm? so it has a master so to speak it has a source it has a relationship hmm? and so it has something to do it's a, it has to be at least grateful it's a dependent entity hmm? Gratefulness is the, is kind of thankfulness. Is, is the gratitude is is the kind of the beginning of, of love, if you will. Hmm? So it has a capacity, to love and love. If you said as I said last time, if you love someone, then you want to serve them. Hmm? So. So that this is what the Bhagavatam is about. This is what the Gita is ultimately about. And the, the, the Gita, I look at the Bhagavatam as the theological sequel, to the Gita. Hmm? Um, and there the whole life of Krishna is de- depicted and displayed and so forth, and the, in such a way in the Bhagavatam, this is his excellence, in such a way that the sentiments that govern the lila hmm, are showcased in such a way that they have the p- potential, capacity to attract us, draw us in, hmm, and give us a sangskara for... Madurya Bhakti, romantic bhakti, fraternal bhakti, paternal bhakti, and so on and so forth. This is what the book is is about. Nigamakalpathar Galitam Palam Sukumukadam Draba Sumbutam Pivata Bhagavatam Rasam Malayamurhorasikububi Babuka. It's for babukahas, rasikas, hmm? And we're encouraged in the book at the onset to to take the fruit, nigama kalpataru galitam falam, from the nigama kalpataru, the tree of the Veda, many branched, full of knowledge, hmm? to take the fruit, the ripened fruit, nigama kalpataru galitam falam, the ripe fruit, it ooh, falls, falam, galitam. Hmm? When it falls on the ground, it's easy to go and pick up. Hmm? Makes it very easy, and the, you don't have to climb the, so many branches and you might fall off yourself. Hmm? You can pick it up right at the base of the tree and it's so ripe. Hmm? The book is describing itself. It is like a ripened fruit of the Vedic tree of, of wisdom. Hmm? And it's dropped right there. It's just been handed down. Sukadeva just took it from Vyas and just like this. There gently passed it on to us. And so what should we do with that, the Bhagavad says? We should drink that fruit. Hmm? It has no pit. It has no rind. It's just pure juice, rasa. Hmm? Just drink it and what will happen? He said, Galitam Falam Amrita Drava pibata Rasam Alayam You will drink that rasam and you will Alayam You will Pass out. Hmm? And what to do when you get up? Muhuraho, Rasika, movie Bob, drink it again. Something like that. <laughs> so you can live on this. As we heard the Raj, it was living on the, the top, the, the Kata, Hari Katha of, uh, of Sukadev. Hmm? So, so, while this is what the Bhagavad is about and it's exemplified in the lives of the inhabitants of Krishna's pastoral lila, Hmm? the fact that this is the the pinnacle kind of idea of, uh, as we see it, of transcendental penetration or entrance into transcendence. You can go to, like, the basic level and you can leave material existence and enter into Brahman and be peaceful and be, and love to be, Hmm? love to exist because your existence is no longer under the threat that we feel it is now, which makes us have to get busy and get to work and make our relationships work and whatever. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> so you can end all of that. Hmm? You can end all of that in Brahman hmm? and be peaceful. But as I said the other night, we want peace and love. So hmm? And love requires some, some movement, hmm? transcendental love, some variety. Hmm? So, further into transcendence. We have to move, and the measure will be by affection, hmm? and, and which affords us some sense of intimacy with the, the object of our love, our source. So at Vrindavan, we, feel this, we find this full measure of, of love hmm? that is such that the, the sense that Krishna is God it has no bearing on them. Even if Krishna should do something extraordinary, It's like, let's say you're a mother and your son becomes the president and he's making his announcement, I want to thank everybody, I won the election, I want to thank my mother. She runs out on the stage and says, oh, dear. She hugs him like that he's going, mom, I'm the president. (laughs) I'm happy that you're the president, but you're my son. This is what's the main thing. That's just some, people say that, yeah, you're the president, but... You You still have to eat breakfast in the morning, right? Nothing's changed, has it? (laughs) Something like that. So this is how they feel in Vrindavan. They hear he's God, people say he's God. Maybe he is, but whatever. Hmm? That's cool, okay. My friend is God, that's all right. Hmm? Hmm. (laughs) But that's some secondary thing. Hmm? It never gets in the way. It never causes them to step back and and their, their parental or friendly or romantic love recede to the background. Hmm? So the full face of intimacy is afforded there. And as he is Swami Bhagavan and all faces of divinity are within him, all the religious conceptions are there. So you take the Dharma, which Krishna said should be given up, hmm? transcended, transcend the moral life, and enter into spiritual, experiential life. You'll be a moral person, too. It's, it's like morality plus, so to speak. Um, it's not an advocacy of immorality. But um, but in the brudge, what do we find? In the Leela itself, we find the barnashram. Hmm? They're brahmins and the people there and, and the community is agricultural, so they're Vaishyas. they take care of cows. And... Um, and, um, and, and and grow, and they do some trade and so forth, and uh, this is a, this is a shape, if you will, a structure to the Leela. Hmm? It's superficial. We don't think that by importing the structure here hmm, that we will have manifested Vrindavan on earth. We need to import the substance, the essence. More than the form. Hmm? So this is important because you can <laughs> people tend to try to want to import the sub the form rather than the substance. But the form, for example, of varnashram, hmm Cittanamap- this has to be transcended. Hmm? So Varnashram is fully operative there. They're they're morally right people. Vaidhi Bhakti, where we worship God with awe and reverence, is there. Their deity is Narayan. Hmm? In the house of Nandamaraj and Mishoda, Ish- they have the Shalagram of uh, Nirasingha, hmm? the, the, the god of, of Perlad. Hmm? They they faithfully worship him. He's a protective kite form of Narayan. Hmm? Very big story of him, how he protected this young boy, Perlad. So actually, they have him there. They want, hmm, ultimately, they, that their son will be protected. Hmm? So they worship. So the Vaidhi Bhakti is there. They're very good devotees, hmm? religious people, and Vaishnavas, and so forth. As I said, they worship Narayan, they do the Artik, the Narayan, they'll bring in Madhu Mangal, the Brahmin boy, friend of Krishna, to do the Arthik. Hmm? They're watching the Artik, but their mind is somewhere else. It's like you do Artik, and sometimes your mind is somewhere else. That's not good. But there in Vrindavan, it's good because their mind is only on Krishna. They're worshipping Narayan, but their mind is on Krishna. Hmm? And the Leela is that Narayan is God and Krishna is just our son. Hmm? And the fact that he's God, as I said, this is like not really part of the picture. Hmm? So, here's the setting and, and Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda, they want a son. Every time they think of conceiving, they get this picture in their mind of a son who will be more charming, than Narayan. Kind of like Narayan, but there's something more to him. Hmm? Hmm? And of course in Krishna there's something more than in his Narayan form. In Krishna there is, there is the, the prospect of loving in intimacy, like you cannot with Narayan. And so when this picture comes in their minds, they think, what am I crazy? I want a son, I get this picture, he's more charming than Narayan. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. How could your you know, son be more charming than God? And so then they think I uh, they they lose the impetus the creative impetus, if you will. Hmm. And of course then eventually they share notes and they think, Wow, you're thinking the same way. What to do? I get the same vision, and I think I must be crazy. I'm not going to tell my husband, you know, not tonight. Sorry, I. <laughs> it's something like that. Hmm. Yeah. With regard to the romantic leelas of Krishna, I should mention, one time a fellow asked me, he said, said, Swami, is there any, I mean, real sex in Vrindavan, in in the spiritual world? I said, no, you don't understand, there's no real sex here. (laughs) (laughs) So, hmm. eventually, when they compare notes... They they decide well. <coughs> Let's take it to Narayan, and we'll have a vow uh, to for a year long, and we we'll, and we we'll worship Narayan and and um, you know let him resolve the situation. So they do they, a nice, very nice worship to Shaligram, uh, Nishinga, Narayan, this form of Narayan, and after some time, then he appears in there. Uh, dreams and tells them, "Yes, uh, uh, I'm coming in this form," and, and so on and so forth. Meanwhile, in the village, hmm, who don't know about this, people also have this kind of slow burn of anxiety. The king doesn't have a son, the queen doesn't have a son or an issue, uh, and uh, and so Poornamasi, the mystic lady, appears on the scene with Mongal and they. Who are you? They they, they exclaim. She says, we, my, me and Mongol, he's a student of, Nara, of Narada. He always stays the same age and so do I and I know the future and, uh, and so, so forth. I've been schooled in mysticism and so forth. And so all the superstitious <laughs> village people gather around her and they say, well, we want you to stay in our community. Let us give you a house along the banks of the Krishna. Hmm? Krishna is another name for the Jamuna, because the Jamuna is is dark, her waters are dark, and Krishna means dark or blackish. It's thought to be the the perspiration of Krishna in ecstasy. Hm? Something like that. Hmm. There's a world of poetic um ecstasy. So she says, Very good. I will take a a house on the bank of the Krishna. You have spoken the Veda has come from your lips. Hm? Hm? And I have something to tell you about the future. And so they gather. What is that? That Danda Maharaj will have a son. Hmm? And he will be named Krishna. <laughs> something like that. So the whole community is is excited about this. Meanwhile, in the metropolitan area, as I said, Devaki and Vasudeva were in prison. And all their, their children are being killed and so forth. In the Brajas, there's no problems. There's no problems there whatsoever. There's no Dharma to be established. Hmm? After Krishna appears, then comes to sends some henchmen to try to deal with him. And the Vishnu inside of Krishna very deftly deals with them. Hmm? No problem. And he just goes on with his play with his friends in the forest and so forth and so forth. Effortlessly. Hmm? Hmm? So as the months pass hmm? how is Well, I said Krishna is born in in the metropolitan area and in the rural area both and one is the avatar and respectively and the avatari the metropolitan area the avatar and avatari means the source of the avatar hmm? avatari in, in the rural area so we heard Krishna was born in the prison house how did he get out well this Yogamaya, his spiritual potency, caused all the guards to go to sleep. Huh? The chains on Devaki and or Maharaj were loosened, and he took the child out and across the river Jamuna, went to his half brother's house, the king of the cowherds, and saw there that the that the that this is after the childbirth, hmm? that there was a daughter. Hmm? So we exchanged the son for the daughter and brought the daughter back to the metropolitan area. I should mention that Yeshoda, when she had her vision after being told by Narayan, you'll get pregnant now and you'll have a son. She had this vision of a son that was kind of like, had like a shadow of a lady that was a girl. It was like following him everywhere. Hmm? We heard that when Brahma went to the ocean of milk and Vishnu communicated, I'm coming, and my Yogamaya will come also, by which many mystical things will will take place under her influence and so forth. Hmm? This is the Yogamaya. Hmm? Like the shadow, wherever Krishna goes, she's following like a shadow and anticipating in advance what he wants and making the arrangement. Hmm? This is the sarup shakti. Bhakti is constituted of a particular combination of that elements of the sarup shakti. It facilitates the 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 desires of Bhagwan. So Vasudeva saw the daughter there, Hmm? but when Krishna was born to Yashoda, she was told she had a son. After all, the nursemaid went to the cow um, pen with the flowers and the fruits and told Nana a son has been born. Hmm? So she was there, in the night she saw a son. Hmm? And she was there for the birth. Hmm? Right? Hmm? So, the idea is what? That Swayam Bhagavan Krishna, hmm? Dvibhuj Krishna, two-armed form, human-like Krishna, appeared from 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 Jashoda, hmm? and she passed out after taking a look at him, <laughs> nursing him for a moment, passed out, and so forth. Nursemaid took care of everything, and the daughter came out like a twin. Hmm? Hmm? When non- when Vasudeva came, he saw the daughter, exchanged the son for the daughter, and the four-armed form of Krishna who had taken a two-armed form in order to um, um, disguise himself, so to speak, in the metropolitan area. That form merged back into the original avatari form. He's the avatar. So the avatar merged back into the avatari, which is his source. And the girl was taken to the prison house and so forth. And then she did her thing and and uh, caused Kamsa a lot of grief and so forth. That's another part of the story. So Krishna is born in this way, in Vrindavan and the celebration for that—that that we celebrated the midnight appearance of Krishna. Krishna is famous for this. Devaki Putra, the son of Devaki. Yashoda means Yashoda. Yasho means faith. Da means to give. So who gives fame? Fame, I should say. Yasho means fame. Who gives fame? Hmm? So what? Krishna is famous as the son of Devaki. Hmm? The world over. And everyone's celebrating. Oh, he's born in the prison house. Son of Vasudeva and Devaki. Actually, the son of the in the full sense of the term. But she, Yashoda, she gave the fame to Devaki. She said, You'd be known as the mother all over the world. And I'll have him as my son, <laughs> actually. So he grew up there in the, in the Braj, of course. And when he was about 10, 11 years old, he went back to the metropolitan area and he dealt with Kamsa and hmm, and reunited with Devaki and Vasudeva in a particular way and so on and so forth. So this is a, the secret, uh, um, the, the secrets. I said, um, hmm, hmm, "Matura Sanihito, Hari. Hmm, uh, Krishna, uh, Hari, another name for Krishna, is always in Mathura. Sanihito here means uh, he's, he's always present. Hmm? But it also means he's. It means hidden, present, and hidden. He's present. He's present in 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 Mathura. Hmm? He's known for that. Hmm? He overtly appears there, but in a more private and secret and hidden way, he appears in the brudge. Hmm? And he hides there also. Hmm? He's has hiding there from Kamsa and his wrath and so forth. Who goes after, looking for the eighth child and so on and so forth. So these secrets of the Bhagavatam, they're brought out by our acharyas, our godi acharyas. Their books are extensive. Um, they are the original founding acharyas of our sampradaya. We call them the shastra gurus: Rupa Samatan, Jiva Goswami. Hmm. Gopal Bhatta Goswami, these six Goswamis of Vrindavan, commissioned by, they were empowered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm, to uh, craft, a, if you will, a canon of bhakti-shastras by from a greater body of scriptural texts that are um, honored in all different lineages. They drew from them the essence hmm, and brought out books like Bhaktirasamrita Sindhu, Brihat Bhagavatamrita. Tamrita, um, Krishna Babanamrita, Krishna Lilamrita, and so forth. These are all extensions of the, of the ideas, the feelings of the Bhagavatam and further showcasing them hmm? uh, that people might become affected, touched by these, hmm? by this Vrindavan Leela and, and develop then a, a, a Bhakti Sanskar impressions that go into the chitta, unknown, to us and affect us and develop within us a, a, a tendency, a propensity for towards bhakti, that eventually will accumulate in such a way that our bhakti will be natural and and um, taste-driven rather than head-driven, heart-driven entirely. Hmm? Very nice idea. So they have done this. They have brought out this idea. Who is Krishna? What is the Vrindavan lila? What is, uh, uh, if you read the Bhagavatam, you'll never you never get this. The Krishna is born. Uh, somehow he seems to be transferred to Vrindavan, then he goes to Mathura, and, he's, and he never comes back to Vrindavan and so forth. And lila ends in Dwarka. The Goswamis read the Bhagavatam. They said, "It can't end like this. It's not possible. Hmm? How can it end in Dwarka? Hmm? Well, that's what the book says. It ends right here in." Dvarka. That is, that is, you have to read it more closely. It does, can't say can't say that. Why can't it say that? They have a very obvious answer. Because look at the love of Vrindavan. Hmm? We don't even think he ever left. What do you mean he's in Dwarka? Hmm? They say he may be physically, quote unquote, in Dwarka, but in his physical apparent absence in Vrindavan, He's more present there than he is in his physical presence in Dwarka. How is that? Because of the measure of the love for him. Hmm? He leaves at 12, 11 years old. He appears to never come back. What happened to all the people in the praj? What happened to them? What happened to the gopis? Tarada, Krishna's coward friends, Nanda, Yashoda. Hmm? was the... The measure of their separation. Hmm? Properly understood all these mature Leela, the is all reflecting back on the, the glory, the virtues of the Vrindavan Leela. Hmm? So they read the text very carefully and said, See here, this word says this. Take it like this, it means like this. It shows here he went back. Hmm? At the end, after killing Dantavakra, he was in matura. Certainly he crossed the river. How could he not? Hmm? And then the, the Leela winds up there and starts over again. It's something like this: Nanda and Krishna goes away, and they think, "How can we go on? Krishna's gone, and the whole of the Vrindavan is merged in this separation." And and, and 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 Nanda Maharaj is thinking that uh, we we're so unfortunate. Uddhava comes and brings a message that don't you shouldn't lament. Hmm? After all. Your son is in 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 it 's true, but he 's God. Your son is God hmm? so he 's trying to solace them, and they said, "Well great, great great, our son is God, that makes it even worse doesn 't it and he 's gone we, we can't have. we can 't see him hear about him there 's no internet yeah. there 's no email from Matura. what to do hmm? there 's no Facebook there yeah. So it's, it's and Uda was just like what kind of what are these people, what, what kind of love they have? And he talks to the Gopis, Krishna's friends, and so forth. So this love goes on like this in Krishna's absence. It works something like this. Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda they start thinking, oh, we're so unfortunate. We have a son, but he, but he, we can't, he, we can't even keep in touch with him. We hear news every now and then, uh, and we're so unfortunate. Yashoda goes into a catatonic. State practically, and their thinking is that we we're so unfortunate. We have a son, but he's not here. We have a son, but he's not here. Do we have a son? Really? Maybe. I mean, we had this thought. I remember that. Well, we wanted a son more beautiful than Orion, and we thought that was crazy. And we had a dream that he was going to come. Maybe he never came. Hmm? Maybe we were just making this all up. Look at us. Do we have a son? Let's have a son. We should have a son. And then the whole leela starts over again. Mm-hmm. It goes around like this in a circle. Mm-hmm. It starts again. Mm-hmm. So these are the penetrating insights of our charges, and they have a very significant um, literary contribution. And I uh, will speak a little bit about my Guru Maharaj, mm-hmm. Sami Prabhupada, whose literary legacy is considerable, as well. Hmm? And he's following in the line of these Goswamis who are the founding acharyas of the Sampradaya, whose books give, interpret the greater body of the sacred texts into what becomes our, philosophically speaking, theologically speaking, the tenets, the groundwork, uh, the foundation of our lineage. Hmm? And so he, Magramesh, follows in the wake of that, so he Wrote books. A lot of them are commentaries, of course, like the Goswami's made. He, on the Bhagavatam. He has a commentary on the Bhagavatam, commentary on the Gita, and so forth. It's very, it was quite prolific um, in, in this regard, and following very carefully in the line of the, uh, the, the tradition, hmm? speaking about it in a contemporary way in his in his times, uh, bringing it to uh, uh, beyond the borders of India. Hmm? And so forth, he was very um, preoccupied, I should say, with the idea of making a literary contribution. His guru, Maharaj Omishnupad Bhakti Sadanta Saraswati Thakur, told him, "If you ever get money, print books." Hmm? So he took what few like words of advice he got from his guru, like very like seriously, made a life out of them. Hmm? He wrote to his Guru Maharaj about two weeks, as it turned out, before he passed from the world and said, Guru Maharaj, if I could give me any service, Bhaktisiddhanta wrote back and said, I think it would be good if you tried to speak about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in English. So he used to say, my Guru Maharaj ordered me to speak in English about Krishna. <laughs> like, it's just a suggestion. You know. <laughs> That's so how he took it, and he made his life like this. Whenever he was praised, he said, I'm simply doing, my Guru Maharaj ordered me, I'm doing this, therefore uh, the success is coming because of that, because I followed his, uh, his, his mandate. Hmm? The story of him trying to come, try, try, in India speaking in English. So there he is, he's speaking in English. This is a time just after, really just after India um, achieved independence, so everybody was real preoccupied with politics. We had a, a new nation and the tea shops, all the the men were there uh, uh, and uh, talking politics. And Prabhupada was coming, living in Vrindavan and printing his Back to God magazine. He had like one cloth like this. Hmm? He'd wash it at night and hang it up and it'd be clean and you wear it in the morning. Hmm? He didn't... He had a little money; could have spent it. Got a second piece of cloth, but he wanted to print a magazine. He called it "Back to Godhead." The world has to go back to God. It was just again after, during really, um, he, uh, during in and about, or uh, yeah, the World War Two. So, the world was at war. He said, "We have to go back to, to God values about, uh, um, spiritual values and so forth, not nationalism." Hmm? That is a extension of uh, I am this body. So this is a this is a, a problem. And hmm? um, so he started his magazine back to Godhead, hmm? and he used to get take a train to Delhi, and then he would he he got a printer. You Can imagine he got a printer to print it on credit. Here's a guy. He's got like one outfit. You know, no money, and he says I'll pay you later. You know, so, so how how his sense of urgency, you know, and, and purpose and such was compelling. The printer knew, I'm never going to get paid for this, or it's not a good credit risk, but I can't turn him down. Hmm? So he printed it, and then probably would go to the tea shops, try to talk to everybody interested in politics about Back to God and give him the magazine, and he'd find Jehovah's Witnesses' tracts, you know, those little pamphlets they hand out and so when he'd look at that that's how they're thinking in America huh? okay mm-hmm. that's how they think over there all right. so then he'd think like that how to frame his his his, um, his presentation hmm? some people other sadhus were living in Vrindavan he was elderly hmm? by the time he came to America he was like 70 years old so he was elderly they were preoccupied with reading the Gobind Amrita Krishna Bhavanamrita, all the Rasik books and so forth and focusing on the on the Leelas and trying to meditate on them and so forth. And prophets reading Christian tra- tracts, and he wants to go to America. And, and so if, we, if a man or a young boy or anybody in India knows I want to go to America, it's for sure. You know, they they think the streets are paved with gold in America. It's land of prophet. That must be swarga. That's in our books. The heaven there. So, uh, they want to go there for that reason. Prabhupada's trying to get a passport, trying to get a visa, reading these Christian tracts. Hmm? But his, if you look carefully at him, you see his only thought is is to distribute the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That that in that interest in sharing that, hmm? and the compassion behind that. Hmm? And in the life that went along with that, of austerity and um, and um, um, sacrifice and so forth um, is extraordinary. He did manage to come to America. He got the passage on a on a freighter hmm? not a not a luxury liner, um, because he asked the, the ship liner. Uh, the, 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 who owned the shipping company for passage she said no sadhu you're too old you should stay in Vrindavan you know, that's what the sadhus do they go there and they meditate on Krishna and they leave the world there hmm? you're too old you can't go to America in this condition yeah, and, and it's cold over there and so forth so he just sat on her property and chanted Japa she'd look out you still out there? He's still out there? <laughs> still out there? Hmm? next morning still out there? So he was determined, and this is how he showed his determination. So she said, All right, you want to go? You go. So she gave him the ticket, he got a visa, and so forth. And he came to America, and he got off the boat with a trunk full of books. That's what he brought with him. He had three volumes now of the Bhagavatam printed, of his commentary. And he packed it with so much because he thought, I don't know if I'm lived long enough to complete. The text. So his purport, his commentary is extensive, in the first canto. Hmm? And he arrived in the Boston harbor, and he said that he didn't know whether to turn left or right. He turned left and went to New York, hmm? this down, <laughs> and uh, and there he was living uh, as a homeless person in, in the Bowery. Meanwhile, Sadhu's and Brindaban are living there, reading the Gurbani Doing what they call madukari, you're like a bee. Madukari, Ma- madu means honey, kari means to make. To make make honey, the bee goes from one flower to the next flower to the next flower. So the sadhus would go door to door and with a begging bowl, and what people would give here there, that would be their meal. So it's an austere way to live. Hmm? Hmm. Somebody said, you know, your guru much is flying around on airplanes. So a real sadhu who stays in Vrindavan and does madukari. I say, yeah, a real sadha lives homeless in New York at the age of 70 hmm, where there's no madukari system <laughs> and you can't just go to the door and say, you got any chapatis? Hmm? It doesn't work like that. Hmm? Uh, he um, was not concerned about what he would eat, where he would sleep, but only that he would be active in what he understood to be carrying out the request, the desire, the order of his Gurmarsh to share the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he had a real interest in doing that. This real interest in sharing that, it speaks, if you understand it properly, of an inner life. Krishna Shakti Binay Nahita Pravartan. You have to have Krishna Shakti to do this. That means that Shakti means Bhava. Hmm? To be successfully successful in Sankirtan, in the dissemination. Yeah. As I said the other night, that if, it, if words come from the heart they 'll enter the heart, if they come from the tongue, they 'll just pass through the ears hmm? and we can see, of course, he was very successful. Hmm? He sat in the Tompkins Square Park and had a little drum that he found he chanted, and people surrounded and and gradually, then his literary contribution as an acharya increased as he got some students, they facilitated him. And he was very preoccupied with this idea of um, publishing because, again, as Guru Mahesh told him, if you get money, print books. Hmm? So that was his main focus. Meanwhile, a society kind of naturally formed around him and he gave it some structure and some guidelines, basically said the way it should run hmm, from a political or uh, management perspective is we'll have two rules the members should love and trust one another. That's all. Hmm? That's how Vrindavan is run. Hmm? Love and trust. When you love, there's no need for rules. Hmm? When there's rules, there's no love. Hmm? If you love someone, you're living in the same room and then there's problems. There's a breakdown in the love because you like to stay up late at night and listen to music. Hmm? And he likes to get up early in the morning. Hmm? And so suddenly it starts showing up that there are differences here, there are problems. So then you sit down, let's, hold, let's, let's preserve the thing, let's make a list, okay? I will not play the radio after 9 o'clock, okay? And I won't get up before 7. Hmm? And, uh, and so you make rules and you put them on the wall and, they, and the thing goes on in some way. But when there's love, the full face of love, the full flow of love, then, as I said, you have take my heart for yours, I take my heart uh, as my heart, yours. We exchange hearts, I become busy about your heart, you become busy about my heart. Hmm? And so where there's love, there's no rules. Where there are rules, there's no love. You look at the religious spectrum, from the Varnashram, the moral life, to the Vrindavan, and... The moral life, the varnashram, has hundreds of thousands of rules. In his in his in his introduction to Brihad Bhagavatamrita, Sanatana Goswami says, "I pray to Krishna, to you, Bhagawan, hmm? free me from this all these rules, religious rules of varnashram dharma. It's such a troublesome thing. As I said last night, it's troublesome from beginning to end." Hmm? All these rules, how to get things, and you're not a thing, and you can't keep them even after you get them, and so on and so forth. Free me from that. Hmm? All the rules. Hmm? And if you don't follow the rules perfectly, you won't get the result. Hmm? On the other side, in love, even done imperfectly. And how can you do love imperfectly? In love... Love has the power. This is what bhakti is, the Swarup shakti of Krishna it is this love power. Love has the power to harmonize all contradictions. Love turns faults into ornaments. It is said, Mother named her blind son Padmalochan, lotus eyes. You know, Blind eyes, they don't look so good. They, they, people wear sunglasses who are blind and so forth. Hmm? And the, so the child was born, and people said, Oh, but he's blind. Mother looked and said, I see only lotus eyes. Hmm? Hmm? So love has this capacity to turn faults into ornaments. Hmm? The love life of Krishna in Vrindavan, there, there can be no wrong, there can be no mistake. Baba Grahijanaldana, this is Krishna. Hmm? We should want to know how to do it right within bhakti, how to make the offering right, and so on and so forth. The spirit behind it is all important, because even if you do all that right, but the spirit is wrong, hmm? Hmm? then then what? Hmm? Hmm. But if the spirit is right, I'll tell you a story once. When Krishna and Balaram were established, Prabhupada's deities in Vrindavan, I was there for the occasion. I was fortunate to be part of making that happen for Prabhupada. And so that at night for a week, all these big dignitaries from India were coming to see the white people <laughs> worshiping Krishna in this big temple and so forth from America. And all these dignitaries were visiting Prabhupada. So he would walk them through and see the Arctic, see how my boys are acting, girls like Brahmins and so forth and, and so on. So I was on the altar, and two of the devotees who were working with me, serving under me, there's three altars, Gornitai and, uh, and, uh, Krishna Balaram and Radha Krishna. They had this Arctic, it was like, synchronized, uh, like, choreographed, you were supposed to do it, like, give the nod, everybody steps forward, lights the lamp, stands up, steps back, starts the offering, like this. So, so they told us, you got to do like this, and all So, ah, you know, there we were, on the stage, so to speak, you know, and, and one of my godbrothers, um, he got out of step, you know, and the whole thing just went, ah, and Prabhupada <laughs> got back into his room and he said, who's, uh, who's doing that RT tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one of the boys says, well, that was a uh, Tripurari. I, I, I took Sannyasa a few days after this, so I, I was not a Sanyasi. That was Triparari and his, his brahmacharis and Prabhupada said, oh, then it's okay. Hmm. Hmm. So he knew, he knew where our hearts were. Hmm. All right then. Hmm. He, he, he knew. We had sacrificed for, for months and months and months to selling books, to raise money, to make the temple happen. This is our whole focus. Prabhupada Krishna Balaram. all the money we were collecting, we were living out of little bags like this, shoulder bags. we put our stuff in it, we moved to the next temple, empty it out and put books in it. And we would go out and sell them to people, and all the money we sent to Prabhupada for, for Vrindavan hmm, to open the Krishna Balaram Temple, and they, we were there, you know, for the openings. We felt really connected to it, so we felt we can go up there on the altar, and, you know. And uh, so anyway, the point is that in bhakti, really, it's very—you can't do anything wrong in bhakti, hmm, unless you go against bhakti. Of course. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> That's what we call operat. If you go against bhakti, that's a problem. If you have material desires, even in the context of your bhakti, anyway, that'll go away. Hmm? That'll go It's troublesome for you. Hmm? We know. It'll go away. Just keep doing bhakti. It'll go away. Hmm? Keep coming. Keep having sadhu sangha. Listen to the talks. Hmm? Keep coming to the festivals. Hmm? Your senses will wear, wear down after a while anyway. You know, they don't work as well Anyway. And then these ideas that you've been kind of flirting with <laughs> for years, they start to come to the forefront and you think, i are really going to do this once and for all. Hmm? Something like that. It'll come like that in, in, in due course. This life, or next life, uh, so on. Hmm? But point is what? In bhakti, hmm, difficult. Difficult to do anything wrong unless you go against bhakti. Hmm? That should be obvious. So point being... From one end of the spectrum in Varnashram, you have to do everything right. It's all rules oriented. If you do it all right, boom, you get a magical result. You get a son, hmm. or a daughter. You know, I did the ritual like this, and I wanted this, I got it. Hmm. And The other side, in the Vrindavan Leela, you can do no wrong. And in many respects, they're doing everything wrong. Hmm. You can't talk to God like that. Hmm. In Vrindavan, they're wrestling with Krishna and winning his friends and pinning him on the ground. And from the point of view of Vaikuntha, I think, you can't deal with God like that. You're doing everything wrong. Hmm? Rupa Goswami, uh, Sanatan Goswami, uh, met one lady in the brudge, hmm? one of the brudge stories. And she had, was cooking this kitchery. It's like, you just throw everything in the pot like that. Hmm? and stir it up and she was she was cooking like this and she had a the stick she was stirring with and she used the stick she washed it off a bit and then brushed her teeth with the stick and then put it in like this hmm? and so and there were two two young boys there hmm? and 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 she was cooking for them and then she gave, and he was Sanad saw this and he said those boys are very very charming and they ate the khitri and then they went off. So he followed them. And he followed them and they went into a temple and they went into the deities of Krishnan The Krishna Balaram are appearing every morning and taking khitri at this lady's place. So he went back and told the lady, you can't do it like that. Hmm? You can't do it like that. <laughs> Get a separate stick, you know, <laughs> and, and, and do all these things. So she said, okay, okay. Sadhu says I should do it. Okay. So then the boys show up and they're waiting and they're waiting Mm-hmm. And she comes like an hour late, and then she starts to cook. And say, what are you doing? You know, we're hungry. So, well, it's the who told me that, that uh, you have to do all these things, and, and 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 then Sanatana appears on the scene and sees what's happening. Says, "No, get, take, get your toothbrush back. You know, do it. <laughs> yeah, something like that." Mm-hmm. So, with feeling, she had such feeling about it that the Christian bother her personally. She's meditating. Mm-hmm. I cook something for Krishna. I love Krishna. And Krishna appears and starts taking it. Hmm? Right? Hmm. So this is the idea of the Vrindavan Leela. Hmm? Uh, you can do, uh, so to speak, no wrong. And with us, it really comes out. And Prabhupada's campaign, canvassing, writing books, we're helping and facilitating. We, we developed a society um, to facilitate the application of the books hmm? to put them in practice and so forth and he said the rules should be we need some rules it should be to everything should be run on the basis of love and trust this is how vrindavan runs just by love and trust there are no rules there hmm? when he realized well it's, these guys and gals are not quite like that yet hmm? then he formed a a governing body, and he said, "You all should meet for three days—just three days—and make some resolutions, and then that's it. And then follow them for the rest of the year. Something like that. It was very management light, if you will—a hmm? um, very rule uh, uh, light—and and and we were all just there on the basis of love for Prophet. I mean, we were we were following his lifestyle." Basically, which became our rules. He shaves his head; we shave our head. I hmm? mean, um, you know, he eats like this; we eat like this. You know, we thought, whatever he does, we want to do something like that. He's got something we want, it, so we just do what he does, how, how he does it, something like that. But I mean, we were independent people, most of us. I mean, hippies, and you know, we were just free thinking and whatnot. Homeless um, ourselves, most of us, and we came under what would appear to be a lot of. Laws, that we were really just doing what he the way he did things. Hmm? But it was just by our affection for him. I remember when the devotees, I met the devotees first, in, well, first at the Woodstock Festival, I met the devotees. But um, I didn't, wasn't able to join them there. They were too hard to you know, follow up on. <laughs> it was a big sprawl of people. But um, uh, when I met them again in, in Miami, one of the devotees, I asked the devotees, "Why do you, you know, why do you shave your head?" They said, the Prabhupada us," and that's kind of a dumb answer in a way, like, okay. But I thought it was a great answer. I thought, wow, they they just they like this, they love him. I like that. They love him, and this is how they show their love in a simple way. He does it like that. We we want to follow him. Whatever he has, it must have something to do with the way he dresses and the way he, he conducts himself. So at least let's. Do, do the things that he does and hopefully what he has will come with inside of us. Imitation of a good thing is a good thing. Hmm? Something like that. And this is really what sadhana bhakti is about. Sadhana bhakti is about imitating a good thing hmm? that is really arising out of deep feelings of ecstasy. Hmm? He called this purports the, 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 the my emotional ecstasies. Hmm? Huh? So we couldn't write the purports, but we could do some editing and uh, get the books printed and and this kind of thing. And In all respects, we were just kind of like doing things the way he did things, going through the motions. That's sadhana bhakti, Hmm? going through the motions, but the motions are not useless. They will give rise to feeling in due course. His motions were coming out of feeling. Our motions were in pursuit of the feeling. Hmm? This is the difference between Baba Bhakti and Sadhana Bhakti. The same movements are there. Hmm? Hmm? But the motivation is, is different. And Sadhana Bhakti is meant to beget Baba Bhakti. Hmm? So we followed him and we tried to develop this spirit of, of course, love and trust. He formed a society, hmm? but it was really kind of, in his idea, administration. Light, and it very much was thought was was, was intended to foster individual um, expression of bhakti. Hmm? He wanted each center to be independent, and each leader, each center to have the facility to express their bhakti within certain parameters, in uh, in their own way, hmm? to 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 disseminate the ideas and so forth creatively to decorate their deities and, and so forth. He wanted independently thoughtful persons, not a group of mindless people who can't think for themselves are hmm, told what to think, what not to think, can't read any other book, this kind of thing. It wasn't like that. They open your mail. <laughs> you know, I won't give him that one. It's not at all like that. He was a normal person in, one, in some respects while being super... Uh, transnormal at the same time, hmm? but you know, when you imitate a good thing, sometimes it, doesn't, it isn't always that good either. <laughs> so, the, uh, so uh, there were uh, naturally some problems with institutions as well. But uh, a point I want to make here is that what he did, along with forming an institution, was to form a fund or a, a trust for publishing the books. So, as I began. His, his preoccupation was with the printing. He used to say that the first business of an acharya is to make a literary contribution. So this was his uh, emphasis on the substance. The institution was one that gave some form to the substance, but it was meant to facilitate the pursuit of the substance and implementing that in our lives. He used to say, I mean, he wrote like 50, 60 books, I've written fifty books, and he said, and, and, uh, "I," he said, um, uh, "So, you know, we're doing these things for a purpose. It's all in the books. Why, why it may look crazy, but we have a philosophy here too." I was uh, instrumental in, in distributing lots of his books, and when I was young, one of my godfathers wrote to prophet about my success in 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 circulating his books, and um, it was a particularly large number of books that I was able to um, circulate uh, in a short period of time. And so he wrote to Prabhupada about it and uh, Prabhupada wrote back very nice that he's doing this and he said and and then he wrote in his own handwriting he said, please make sure he's always reading them also. (laughs) hmm, I took that to heart. Hmm? Hmm? I thought he's spending all this time. This is what he wants. He used to say I don't want to do any management. You do whatever management there is and there shouldn't be that much anyway. Hmm? Chan be happy and, and then I'll be free just to, just to write the books so he, he formed a book trust and he separated corporately the book trust from the, from the organization hmm? and he had something in, in mind here hmm? this is kind of um, hmm. he, 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 while he wanted freedom of expression with regard to the institution and its temples he wanted, therefore, he wanted diversity. He wanted to foster diversity. After all, in Bhakti, Gaudiya Bhakti, there's diversity of sentiments. So there's the sentiments of fraternal love, romantic love, for example. Hmm? Uh, but it's the same philosophy. So the philosophy is one. This is obeyed, this is, um, hmm? non dual, advaigyan hmm? tattva. It's a, a non dualistic philosophy. Advaigyan hmm? tattva. Hmm? So the, 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 it's a Bed-Abed equation. Unity and difference at the same time. Imminence okay. and transcendence at the same time. Hmm? So the Bed part is, or the Abed part is the philosophy. The philosophy is one, but the, it's a philosoph- philo- philo- religio-philosophical ideology. So the religious expression of it. Hmm? Is diverse, hmm? so there are sentiments like I said: fraternal love, parental love, uh, uh, romantic love. These are expressions, religious expressions of the philosophy. But it's one philosophy, different expressions. Hmm? So he wanted to foster, create a society that fostered individual expression, arising out of a singular uh, philosophy that that. Uh, gave rise to such different uh, the possibility of different sentiments of love for krishna hmm? and so he had these two sides. this is his Achinti beta beta kind of formula in in in, in, in uh, real time, so to speak. He had a book trust and he had an institution. He used to say that the institution was my body. sometimes they say that uh, they called this group. It came named by called, referred to by an acronym. It was the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. They used to call it ISKCON. Hmm? And so, ISKCON is my body. He used to say. And we hear that sometimes. Hmm? And I would argue that the Book Trust was his soul. Hmm? Hmm? You're not the body. Hmm? So <laughs> something to think about. <laughs> I say that only because we have a different institution here. Hmm? But don't think that the soul of Prabhupada is not present here. Hmm? It can appear in different bodies. If you say, well, that's okay, but that's material bodies. Spiritual bodies are eternal. Hmm? Are you saying that Prabhupada's body as as an institution is dead? Hmm? No, it can't be dead. It's a spiritual body. Just see. They say, that's fine too. You can think like that if you like. That's fine too. But as we know, hmm, they're different. Uh, Krishna has, uh, in, in spiritual life, there can be different bodies. In Vaikuntha, for example, where Dasi Bhakti is prominent, servitude, hmm, the servants take different forms according to the service that's necessary at any given moment. Taking the form of a flower. Taking the form... <laughs> form of uh, a cow in, in Dasipatya to serve Narayan in, in any given instance. Hmm? So there can be different spiritual bodies in our tradition. Hmm? Indeed, we, we are cultivating Gaur, Gaur-lila-sarup, Krishna-lila-sarup. We have a Sadhakadeo also. That's to be spiritualized and so on and so forth. Hmm? So they're around here him as a person, hmm? Hmm? there's room for different expressions of what he was about. Myself and some of us here, uh, my god Brahma is present, uh, uh, and um, uh, Radhasundari also, uh, uh, Disciple Poochapata Sridhar Maharaj, we, um, who was affected obviously by Prabhupada's campaign hmm, widely and came in touch with her Guru Maharaj through that campaign, Brahma and I were disciples of Prabhupada, or our disciples of Prabhupada, and we came in touch with Sridharmarsh after his disappearance. So we were very fortunate. We were thought by some to be, oh, to not like Prabhupada anymore <laughs> because we were with Sridharmarsh. But, of course, I was uh, massaging Prabhupada's feet hmm, when he was asked that, uh, and he was ill at the time, that if he, after your departure, is there anyone we could get advice from? He said that... Uh, He's asked it really about how we will perform the funeral rites when you pass because we don't know anything about that. You haven't written about that. So he said, Narayan Maharaj in Mathura, he knows that. You can get call him for that. And then my godbrother Tamal Krishnamur said, that Prabhupada, after you pass away, is there anyone else we can consult with? And he said, for philosophy, my godbrother Biyashrita Maharaj of Navadipa. So, and I thought, that just kind of like went in. Somehow that went in me. Hmm? An opportunity for necessity of philosophical inquiry did arise because um, I started to see some difference between the books and, and the expressions that I thought were not in concert with the, with the book, with the philosophy. Hmm. So, I had the good fortune, Brahma had the good fortune to get the guidance of Puja Marsh after our Guru Maharsha Prabhupada passed away. We were thought at the time by some to to, to how could we leave Prabhupada? Hmm? Hmm? I thought this is amazing because when I first came in touch with the the printed word of Sridhar Aurobindo's talks, I thought no one can affect me like this. There's only one person that's ever affected me like this, and that's Prabhupada. Hmm? So he's present. The, the principle of Guru is present here.
1: Hmm?
0: I'm being affected in the same way. Hmm? And so, I, I said, I, I said he's, then, I, then I thought, and for philosophy, I'm massaging his feet. My God, there will be our of Navadvip. Hmm? And in those days when Prabhupada was passing, we used to have kirtan for him 24 hours a day. So I had to shift between one and three in the morning. Hmm? I was the only one, and then Prabhupada's assistant was there. So one and three in the morning, this was in Vrindavan, I would chant. So I would sit and chant and I would chant Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare with Kartals, Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare because this was a, a melody that Prabhupada used to sing and one that he introduced and he didn't introduce very many hmm? and there are many ways of course to sing and express and a lot of different me- melodies and so forth but he was a little cautious about that that we would not be turning into a musical affair hmm hmm he wanted it to be a spiritual affair. Hmm? It's even said that Bhakti I'll well, give you a nice example. Hmm? When Bhakti was passing from the world, he asked that the song Sri Rupa Manjari would be sung. Hmm? So ba- so so who was the manager of the mission, pushed forward um Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj, who was a kirtanir and had a very sweet voice. And he began to sing Sri Rupa Manjari Pada. Same old Sampada. And Sarasati Thakur stopped and said, No, I don't want to hear the sweet voice. I want to hear a voice with some substance. And the cracked, he called on the cracked voice, the Pujapad Chita to sing, Sri Manjari Pada. And everybody looked. The Puri Marsh looked at him. And Puri Marsh made him his, his Siksha Guru for the rest of his life how he responded to that. It shows the purity of Puri Maharaj. He didn't think, hmm, you know. <laughs> how come, I, you know, uh, that guy got to sing, not me, you know. <laughs> Nothing like that. He thought, Guru Maharaj thinks his voice has more substance. His voice has more substance. <laughs> hmm? I want his association. That showed his purity. Hmm? You understand? We had the good fortune to have his company also after Prabhupada uh, left. We met him at Sridharmarsh's mouth, where he himself came to celebrate the appearance day of Shiddha Maharaj which is a day in, in the history of Prabhupada's Leela also that's significant for his mission. Because in India, when he first took his students back to India and he was in West Bengal, he said, Today we will learn how to worship the Guru on his birthday. And what did he do? He took them to Sri Chaitanya Saraswatmath hmm, in Nadia. Hmm. And it was the day of Shiddha Maharaj's appearance and they were celebrating it there. Hmm? and there after the, at, at the end of the kirtan Akinjana Krishna Das Babaji who was a famous disciple of Bhaktisiddhanta also famous for his kirtan was chanting and at the end of his chanting he sang Prabhu Pada, Prabhu Prabhupada Prabhupada Prabhu Prabhupada which is how they affectionately referred to their guru Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur hmm? and when Prabhupada's disciples heard that because they used to call him Prabhupada, they said, can we chant like that too? Hmm? Jai Prabhupada and the kirtan? It came from the Chaitanya mod <laughs> He said, yeah, you can. You can do like that. It became instituted in this way. Hmm? So, when I was chanting hmm, for Prabhupada in one of to three, three in the morning, I was chanting, and I didn't want to make it any kind of a musical thing. I just Prabhupada gave this melody. It's got to be spiritual. (laughs) And I just want to chant and please him. And my thought was, Prabhupada, you're leaving from the world. I want to be connected to the succession here. I want to be connected to the Guru Parampara. One after another, it means, the succession. Hmm? I want that. That's what I want. Hmm? Because without that, I'm rudderless. I'm in an ocean without any any rudder. Hmm? Hmm? And I'm chanting like that and thinking and Prabhupada opened his eyes looked up and turned to his secretary because I was sitting at his feet I said who is that chanting? He hmm? said oh that's the Parampara He Prabhupada looked at me and he nodded like this and I feel like when I met Sri that came to my mind ah Prabhupada bless me I connected to the Guru Parampara hmm? in a substantial way hmm? in the form of his, his God brother hmm? whom he recommended when I was massaging his feet you get go for philosophy, you can go to him. And there was a need. We went, we heard, we were benefited. And people thought, what? You're giving up Prabhupada. No, it's not like that. Hmm? 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 Par- Prabhupada and Sridhar Maharaj were very intimately associated. Hmm? And Prabhupada had love for Sridhar Maharaj.
1: Hmm?
0: And, that, and Sridhar Maharaj had love for Prabhupada. We had love for Prabhupada, and Prabhupada had love for us. But that was something different. We were his students. He was our teacher. What I witnessed is that Sridhar Maharaj had love for Prabhupada, and Prabhupada had love for Sridhar Maharaj in ways that we should have love for one another.
1: Hmm?
0: Hmm? And that it was deep and significant. Hmm? The, the measure and the depth of Sridhar Maharaj's appreciation for Prabhupada exceeded my own in, in depth of understanding the significance of his contribution, his purpose, his inner life, and so forth. Hmm? So we, we, I have in common with some of my godbrothers the fact that we are all, we are all disciples of Prabhupada. We know him as our, our students. Hmm? But I have the benefit, some of us have the benefit, of knowing also hmm, something about Prabhupada's love for one of his, his godbrothers, whom he referred to as his Siksha Guru, Instructing Guru, who lived with him for some six years or so in Calcutta. Hmm? They wrote their Gita commentaries together. Hmm? This was a huge advantage to see my Guru Maharaj from another angle of vision and another loving and affectionate angle of vision. Hmm? It was very edifying. Hmm? uh, Arguably, those of us who had that good fortune got to see something more about Prabhupada. Hmm? Hmm? Not something less. Hmm? And Pujaparachita Maharaj, when I asked, what service can I do? He said, you know everything. Swami Maharaj Prabhupada has told you everything. Go and start a mission. Hmm? And I'll be in the background. That's my nature. And so, if you have any question, you can look or come. I'll be in the background here. And if you want to, Come to the moth, of course, you know, this is your your, your monastery you can always come. Very affectionate, um, like a like an uncle. Hmm? He told us, Your Gurmarsh told you to stop thinking and so that he could put things in your heart. And now my services tell you to think about all those things in his absence. What 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 is the depth of that? What were the implications of that? And now you have to grow and you live and have to apply that and so forth. Hmm? This is how we came, myself came start writing books and following the legacy of my Guru Maharaj and the, the charges and so forth. Hmm? And by the good fortune of their association, Prabhupada and I was uh, I've been able to think a little bit uh, spiritually. Hmm? Hmm? So we're very fortunate it's still something about our reality here. We're in a different group, if you will, but the soul of Prabhupada is, is very present here, his heart is beating here very much, and uh, along with the heart of Pujapad, uh, Sridhar Maharaj, whose good association has been very helpful, I'm equally influenced by both of them, who are very, who are very different. Prabhupada was very outgoing. Sridhar Marsh was very uh, introverted, hmm? tended to stay in smaller circles. Prabhupada had a huge circle of, <laughs> of uh, uh, acquaintances, friends, community, and so forth. Hmm? Prabhupada was very preoccupied with outreach Pujapatichidamer was very preoccupied with uh, um, thinking about a few verses forever hmm. <laughs> something like that what, uh, what they might how they might might what they might mean the implications and so forth hmm. and, um, and so this is the day of his uh, prophet's appearance it's of course wonderful for us to think it appeared on the day of the Nandotsava. and um, and um, his uh i should go back to it in brief his literary contribution is is extraordinary it's 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 really quite extraordinary given the fact that also that he wrote it while traveling around the world uh, on a dozen world tours and and managing that group that couldn't just love and trust uh there were he had like six volumes like this big each one hundreds of pages of just letters correspondence it's just just did on the side and 30 volumes or so of Bhagavatam Commentary, his Gita Commentary, his, uh, his Summary of the Bhakti-rasamrita-sindhu, his Chaitanya-charitamrita Commentary, um, so many. Hmm. It's a big, uh, big contribution. Hmm. And, 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 and the, the unity that is desirable amongst Gaudias, it should be pointed out, really has... The only prospect for such unity is... The philosophy hmm, is the is the books this is again, as I said, the unifying principle out of which a variety of sentiments and ways of serving can arise that do not compromise the unity when the, when the, when the ways of serving compromise the unity when they go outside the parameters of the of the Siddhanta, hmm, this becomes a problem the, so if you want unity it 's not just like oh let 's have a reunion Many of us disciples of Prabhupada, we're here, there, and everywhere now. Hmm? Many of them are not really engaged that well and so forth. They have different ideas about how to get together and unify and make it all back like 1972. and Don't make it like 1972. You are 20 years old now. You're 60 now. Hmm? Why don't you do Prabhupada the service of a 60-year-old person? Don't you have any wisdom after all these years? You have to act like a 22... Yes, Prabhupada. Hmm? Prabhupada wanted to say... What do you think? I don't know, Prabhupada. What do you want me to think? That was okay in the beginning, you know. But he expected, Prabhupada once said, that my difficulty is that my grandchildren are coming, but my children are not coming. He meant, I'm 70 plus, 80 years old, and 20-year-olds are coming. But nobody who's like 50 or 60 is coming. who have got a brain hmm? and thought, you know, some experience in the world. Hmm? I'm in this world and I need some experience. What it's like. How do you talk to them? You know, share that. We need to share our maturity, hmm? those of us uh, in, in the position I'm talking about, with Prabhupada and say, I don't know about that, Prabhupada. Hmm? Really? I don't think that's meant, that might not be a good idea, relatively speaking. Of course, if you say, I'll do, but you know, oh, really, why not? Okay, maybe that's not a good idea. Hmm? That's the kind of input he, he wanted. Hmm? Guru Maharaj, I'll do whatever you want. But I think if we do that, it'll be a disaster. I just want to let you know.
1: <laughs>
0: really? Okay. And why is that? Because this, this, this. this. Alright, fine. We'll do it like that then. Makes sense. You know, This is how it, he wanted that kind of, kind of, uh, um, input with regard to, for example, dissemination, which is full of relativity. You can do it like this. You could do it like that. You could try this way or another way. Open a temple here, or open one there. Why don't we have one in Pengrove We do it. You know, you know. There's all kinds of ideas and how we might develop it and and, and do one in Portland and and so on. Uh, uh, um, Santa Cruz, uh, San Diego, Los hmm. Angeles. Coming from different parts here. So, um, there's so much relativity to that, hmm? and um, room for input. And with regard to the philosophy, too. Hmm? Verses can be applied in different ways. So within, within the context of the philosophy, to respond to him. I mean, I tell you, it's really nice as a teacher to, when a student asks a question, I think, that, that's a good question. They've studied the philosophy, they've thought about it, they've wondered about that point. It's like energizing. Hmm? So to be able to say you said this over here and you said this over here and I'm trying to harmonize that instead of saying well both are right and we don't think about it, (laughs) jai because if we think about it well you know we're we're just contradicting the guru and you know like okay uh, I did want you to be independently thoughtful you know in in the context of spiritual life and so we need to share some of us uh, this, this age if you will. Our experience and what and, and act like adults in in 2015, hmm? rather than uh, like we were as 20 year old kids and, and try to re, re reinvent you know re uh, with you know just you know I don't have a lot of taste for it. It's just the nostalgia. I mean, it's good. I mean, I like it. I, I to a point, but there's, there has to be some. He wanted. He had books. What about the philosophy? What about the teaching? What What is what? What about the idea that the guru is one appearing in a multitude of forms? Hmm? Hmm? As he himself said, Hmm? just custom, custom made for us. Hmm? We think yes, Krishna's here for me. My guru is best for me. It should be. Not my guru's best for everybody. <laughs> and I'll beat you over the head with that. Hmm? Hmm? And your guru's, oh, oh, what's your name? So-and-so does. Oh, Jai. And who's your guru? Oh, uh-huh. sorry. Uh, I can't respect, I can't honor that. Hmm? Faith is supposed to be the a deity, not the doormat where we wipe our feet. Hmm? Now, where faith has arisen. We should honor that. Hmm? Hmm. Of course, we want to see if the faith is in concert with the the teaching, hmm? with the siddhanta, or if it's rising out of the modes of nature. hmm? But that's another thing. hmm? So, uh, days like this, you think, you know, um, Prabhupada, he brought us all here, wherever we are. (laughs) There's little meetings like this going on everywhere. It would be nice if we were all together. And I always say to you, the only reason that we're not, the differences, lie only in understanding the books, the teachings. This is, this is the unifying principle. The siddhanta is the ground on which the, the dance is performed. It's the canvas on which the art of loving expression for Krishna is drawn. That's why I'm always talking about the siddhanta. That's why I'm writing books and I've got thousands of tapes and so forth. And you have to listen to that. Hmm? This is the unifying principle. And in the context of that, there can be, as I said, so much variety that it won't compromise the unity. Hmm? This is the hmm, idea. We have unity and diversity. We have Pujapad Chidha Maharaj in our life and Prabhupada. And as I said, that's a plus, I would think. That's Prabhupada's plus hmm, position. Though that's, everybody doesn't have to do that. Hmm? But that variety is well-grounded in the Siddhanta. opposition to that is a problem because that opposition is not well grounded in understanding the Siddhanta, the Tattva, about guru for example and its its possibility of being uh, a multiplicity after the whole chaitanya charitamrita begins with one day gurun and gurun is in the plural pearl is used in sanskrit for deference and so forth but he's not using it in that way only he's actually saying there's a plurality of of, of gurus Hmm? Hmm? in Gaudiya Vaishnavism the possibility of a plurality one initiating guru but other instructing gurus and so forth so something about Guru Tattva comes to mind on this occasion auspicious occasion and then we follow such uh, discussions with the artik. So we perform artik to Prabhupada and we do kirtan and are there some flowers? Petals? Look and see. And then um, then that'll be followed by the artik to the deities and then have a big Mahaprasad hmm, Prabhupada's secret weapon as we called it. (laughs) You don't have to think. (laughs) There. Prabhupada ki jai, Shila Prabhupada Vibha, Mahamotsvati ki jai, Shinandaotsvati ki jai, Shigori Vaishnav, Guru Parampara ki jai, Gold Bhaktabrinda ki jai, Gold Premanande.